it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and listening. And we're honored to have Dan Holdings with her. He's an author of many books. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Stuart. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. And Larry, how are you doing down south? Oh, just uh, ready to get (laughs) into it with Dan and see where we go. Yeah, maybe we should start here. I'm going to read something, and I think this is from Mike Adams, actually. It now appears they, meaning Global Deep State, is ready to play the endgame card against humanity and go for a total civilization takedown. This means disrupting or destroying food supply chains, power grids, telecommunications, monetary systems, and the rule of law. And, of course, they can dream up whatever else they they want to dream up. And we shouldn't laugh at it because it's really real, and it's now here, folks. This thing is going down much faster, I think, than most of us even anticipated they're running the end game now because if they don't, they've lost everything. Uh, Dan, why don't we start with this headline? Pentagon warns Russian invasion of Ukraine is imminent. What would be your take on that? And Larry as well. Well, you know, uh, the thing is, that is such a, a broad topic, uh, which you started off with, because there are so many tentacles of this thing that that people just don't understand. Normally what happens with people, they fixate on one thing and, you know, they focus on that and they talk about those things. Um, Stuart, you probably haven't seen this, but uh, I had the, the honor of helping to, uh, well, I wrote it, uh, but helped to direct and produce uh, uh, a movie that Gen 6 Productions did, a documentary called... Uh, Mega drought. That's because it started out. Uh, I wasn't on the project at the beginning. I, uh, I was brought in uh, after the trailer was written. Um, and uh, as I started looking into the reasons for the drought, I, I, I really began to see some dots that were connecting, and it all had to do with the globalists. Uh, so we could very well change the name of the movie, uh, but we did change the tagline to it. It's uh, the tagline became the annihilation of the human race accelerates. So yes. mega drought is kind of a misnomer because it's not really about that. It is about, in fact, the globalists and what they're doing. And those dots that 
I connected in that movie, and it, audience, if you wanted to get that movie, you can get on Steve Quayle, uh, Steve Quayle's website. And it's not about I'm not I'm not here. I don't make a dime off of that, so it's, it's not about my selling movies. It, but the point is that uh, this is something too that I have delved deeply into. And uh, actually, you mentioned Mike Adams, uh, and Mike actually had a part in that in that movie. He was uh, he was one of the speakers in that movie, the presenters yes. in that movie. Uh, so the the idea. Well, okay. So, and I don't, uh, how can I do this? Um, again, because it's not, I don't own the rights to it, so I, I don't want to give the project away, but uh, let's talk about the the globalist end game, what, yes. what that is specifically. And do so you know, um, and Larry, you know as well, the that the Georgia Guidestones, uh actually outline what their end goal is. Yep. And we know from the first commandment on the Georgia Guidestones that they want to kill off 90% of the world's population. But why? 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 Why are they why are they trying to do this? Why do they want to do this? Well, uh you can you can say all kinds of things uh, about them. Um in the movie, I made uh, this connection between uh, their supposed concerns for the climate and their desire to reduce the population because people are killing the planet, right? That's, that's the whole impetus. That's, that's why they, uh, you know, do what they do and say what they say. But behind that is this Luciferian uh, – uh, what, what can I say? Motive to 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 kill, steal, and destroy, and that is exactly what it is. So, when when we when we talk about the Ukraine and what uh, what is about to happen, as an example, by the way, I talked about the Ukraine in that movie. Uh, the first time that uh, the uh, the Russians built up their troops to over 100,000 troops on the border of Ukraine wasn't just now. It was last year. And then yes. they pulled back, and and now here they're back. And I, I believe that that was probably uh, training. I believe that that was always their intent. I believe that, that they were just looking to see how, how, they, would, how they would get that done. Uh, but my point is that they full well know that if there is a war between Russia and Ukraine, there will be a war between Russia and NATO. And if NATO gets pulled into that war, then the U.S. obviously will be pulled into that war. Now, so when we think about the ramifications of this, also in that movie I talked about China and what's going on with China and their desire to uh, take over Taiwan as well as uh, the South Pacific to, to solidify their, their hand in the South Pacific, I can guarantee you, if I was a betting man, I would bet you my bottom dollar that as soon as Russia pops off, that the Chinese will go after Taiwan. And the world will automatically be turned in, in, in turmoil. Now, this actually brings me to 
uh, Larry, something that you and I talked about briefly, I, it, it was kind of the, uh, the, uh, how I got on here tonight, uh, because I called you and I talked to you about uh, Ed Dames, remember? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. So, so Ed Dames, again, um, okay, Ed Dames, for those of you that don't know, is uh, uh, he's a, a, a remote viewer, and he has a group of people that uh, remote view. Uh, Astro projection is what it's also called. Now, for the record, I think it's all demonic. <laughs> I think it's demonic, but, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Is he right? <laughs> I don't mean wrong in the standpoint that we shouldn't be doing stuff like that, but wrong in the standpoint that they really do see things. <clears throat> One of the things that they saw, obviously, uh, was something called the kill shot. The kill shot, for those of you that aren't familiar with the story, is uh, a solar flare that pops off the sun and fries a good part of the earth. Now, they were looking to see, and I'm going to connect the dots here in a second, guys. It's not like I'm going all over the place on purpose. They, they were going um, so what they saw before that happened, they wanted to see what, what, was the, uh, what was the events leading up to that solar flare. Well, uh, one of the events that was leading up, I remember two of them distinctly, one of them was something like the space shuttle was actually brought down out of orbit and made an emergency landing or crash landing or something on planet Earth. And I'm thinking, you know, Larry, when did, the, when did the kill shot come out? It came out like, what, maybe 10 years ago? Yes. Yeah. No, uh, maybe so, maybe 15 years ago. It's been quite a while. Yeah, it's been a has, while. Well, the, the, the space shuttle program has been dead for nearly 20 years, if I recall. So I'm thinking when I saw this, I was like, well, wait a minute. There's no space shuttle? Well, interestingly enough, we have something that kind of looks like a space shuttle, it's unmanned that's up in the atmosphere right now. It's called the V-22 spy plane, and it looks uh-huh. an awful lot like the space shuttle. So if that were to come down as a result of uh, the solar flare, that would be interesting. The other thing that it said was a precursor to that was that North Korea would launch a nuclear weapon at South Korea. Now, and they saw, they literally saw, these remote viewers literally saw a mushroom cloud over uh, Korean Peninsula. Now, it, one of the other things that I am sure will happen when uh, Putin invades Ukraine is that you, you will see North Korea launch a nuke at South Korea. You will see that. And and so that means that the solar flare that the kill shot talked about, if Ed Dames' people are to be believed, but, but they're, you know, the demons influence him, so can you believe demons? Well, I think sometimes they actually tell you the truth, just to stick it in your face and say, this is, gonna, this is what we're going to do, and you can't stop us, right? But it's, that's, what, that's the way Satan always does it. But my point is that you're going to see all of this stuff, and Iran at the same time I think is probably going to invade or try to invade or at least attack Israel. Uh, so you're going to see all of this pop off at the same time. Now, Stu, you said something very interesting when when you started this evening. You said 
I think it's a lot later than most people think. <laughs> and brother, I'm here to tell you, I happen to agree with you. I think it's a lot later than most people think. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, you know, we're still getting people who say, "Oh, it's 50 years away yet." Uh, the signs would indicate otherwise, and I don't think the Lord plays with signs. And we've had so many of them from the two comets, to the two lunar tetrads, to the uh, star sign and the revelation. And all of this stuff is, and ever since then, it's just been sign after sign after sign, writing on the wall, writing on the wall. Uh, the uh, um, Jonah, there were two signs about Jonah. You remember, I don't know if you remember, but the, the uh, fisherman that got swallowed by a whale off Cape Cod. And then a week later was a, uh, a kid who got buried in the rubble at that Miami Tower collapse. And uh, guess what his name was? He was the first one rescued, Jonah. So we had two Jonas. <laughs> and we, then we had the writing on the wall over in Jerusalem with the uh, plants writing uh, uh, a message on the wall. <laughs> So, and on and on and on it goes, and uh, most people are not paying any attention to it at all. And uh, it's just amazing what's what's happening, and uh, it's speeding up. I think we're I think we're right on the verge now. People are pointing to uh, March now, and um, are you familiar with Steve Fletcher at all, Dan? I know the name. I know the name. I'm, well, he's you got to give him credit. He never gives up. You know, he's <laughs> high watch times and all this. But he has indicated something that was really, really interesting. He's got a new blog up or a new link up for his videos. He's on YouTube. And uh, pointing out that uh, in uh, February and March are really very high watch times. And I know Larry said something about what was that, Larry? That Putin might start this in in uh, mid February or something? Well, I had been uh, <clears throat> keeping up with a lot of this, and and you guys know how I feel. I've felt all along that the New World Order, uh, the crowd, ha- the elite, have tried to bring this in early. I, I felt all along as this played out that it wasn't quite the time for this to begin to happen, but it seems like we're in that scenario regardless. And it's very difficult to explain it. And, uh, you know, watching where we're going, and and one of the things that's interesting is the fact that Augusto Perez had an experience, and and he's one of those that just literally hates dates. He don't like dates at all. You know, a date. he's not a date setter, and he don't believe in setting dates. However, however he had an experience. He couldn't uh, I guess you could say interpret particularly without telling a date, and he kept seeing or was shown the date 2.22, or, or basically 2.2, uh, like 2022 or February 22nd. You know, he's not sure on what that meant, with the exception that something he feels something big is about to happen on that time frame. Now, what's interesting I've been watching uh, General Jack Keane, and, well, I could just rattle off but won't, a number of generals and 
military people, <clears throat> intel people that are experts, and and you know they're not flakes. They're they're not on mainstream media. They're on they're on alternative media basically, and they keep saying or indicating that uh, they believe that Putin will give the go about February the twentieth or late. February, you know, which we're actually in late January, you know, a few days, and we're in February. And yeah. uh, so so it's so odd that, that he keeps getting this 222, uh, which appears maybe to be a date. And, uh, of course, it's in the year 2022, which is even odder. And uh, uh, all the Torah codes seem to be indicating that uh, Glazerson and, and those – seem to indicate that we're in a re- 2022 is a very pivotal year for a lot of things to converge. Now also Barry Rothman's been removed from doing Torah code basically because uh they didn't want him to do anymore. You know, he did them up till uh uh the first year in uh, you know Biden is in administration and then suddenly he became attacked on his Mars his uh, Mars side and also his Ark code side. And he's basically out of the running for a short time as he tries to recover from that. Now, what's interesting is, and my question basically is, why are all these people that come from different avenues focusing on something with Ukraine, which would tie in, and I I agree with Daniel totally, totally, uh, that once once you see Ukraine, Russia, and NATO begin to go at it, and that would draw in the U.S. and others, then you're going to immediately, I think, see China go for Taiwan. You're going to see North Korea go for the South and maybe even Japan. You're going to see uh, Iran go for the Middle East. I mean, all of this is going to go pow, 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 just right off. So what's odd is the time frame, and a lot of people have been, and as Daniel you know, said originally they moved 100 plus, 110,000, 120,000 Russian troops up to the Ukraine border about a year ago, and that seemed to be a kind of a precursor drill, as as Daniel said. But mm-hmm. now, and they're not even covering it in the mainstream media at all. I'm getting it from alternative media, and even some of that's quiet at the moment. But Putin has been slowly bringing in trains, and I'm not talking. Uh, Four, three or four or five. I'm talking about hundreds, hundreds of trains of troops and missiles and armor and nukes, nukes, not only nuclear artillery, but nuclear missiles, you know, the Eskander Ks and all of this kind of stuff is being moved, tactical nukes, to, right to the, where, and where they're going, Stuart and Daniel, they seem to be all building up especially now in Belarus and, and the edge of Kazakhstan with the Chinese there, it seems to be right on the very doorstep of Europe. Yeah. Well, what you know, think, Larry, you're absolutely right. <laughs> well, uh, Larry, you're, you're absolutely right. The, uh, I've been keeping up on this as well. This is, a, this is a full mobilization. It's not just supplies for the front line. This is a full mobilization. As a, you know, as a military guy, when you look at uh, what they are doing, and you're right, they're not hiding it. There, there can only be one purpose for this. Now, at the same time, okay, uh, we have to think about the the practical reasons of why. 
This is insanity, guys. I was, you know, when I was in the um, Air, Air Force back in the 80s, uh, I ran the uh, nuclear missile sites. I worked on the missile sites up in Montana. And so when, so I know a little bit about, you know, nuclear deployment. When, when you see this level, and, and Larry, you hit the nail on the head, uh, you, you just don't move nuclear weapons. You, you just don't do that unless it's your intention to use them, and the, or unless they need severe maintenance. And when you do that, you do that slowly. And, and when you see these guys doing what they're doing, when you see Putin and the Russians doing what they're doing and how they're doing it, they're in a hurry. This is not – they're throwing caution to the wind, and they're talking about nuclear weapons. So, so this is the thing. Uh, a, a, couple, a couple points of, of intel here. Just last week, on the, uh, after the, the talks failed, was it last week, a week and a half ago, two weeks, when the talks failed between Russia, NATO, and the U.S., and uh, you know what? Before I go there, let me, let me back up. So what is the, this whole scuttlebutt, Stuart? I know you guys have probably covered this before, but why is Russia building up troops and why the conflict now? Well, audience, uh, all I can do is point you to 1963 and something called the Cuban Missile Crisis. In, yep. the, in 1963, when, when John Kennedy saw, President Kennedy saw that the Russians had put missiles in Cuba that, that would only give us like a five-minute warning before they exploded over the United States, he said, no, we, we will not stand for this. We will not put up with this. And they were willing to go to war. And crews get back down and, you know, the, the rest is history. But so what do we do in 2021, right, 2022? We want to do the same thing to Russia. We want to put – NATO wants to put nuclear weapons in the Ukraine, and, and, which is their Cuba. So they – uh-uh, no, you're not going to put nuclear weapons on, on, you know, on soil that's right next door to us, and it gives us no time to respond. So they, when they ask for security guarantees, which is the whole reason why this thing is developed, they're, they're talking about that. They're talking about, no, you're not going to make a Ukraine-Cuba, right? We backed off. You back off. Well, because Joe Biden's Joe Biden, <laughs> and because the people in power are absolutely ludicrous. They're nuts. They, yeah. they are not backing off. And, and they, well, okay, so they're not backing off. They're, no, no, we're going to get what we want. We're going we're gonna to have the Ukraine into, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, NATO. We're going to have, uh, you know, Sweden into NATO. We're going to have all these other countries into NATO. We're going to put missiles wherever we want. And you can't stop us. So why are they taking this tax? Why? Well, well, I guess let me before I go there, let me finish my thought that I stopped a second ago. So just as the um, the talks failed, and we would not give them the the security measure, the security, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, security measures, guarantees, guarantees that they wanted. Uh, just two weeks ago, there was a Russian, a Russian nuclear submarine emerged off the coast of 
uh, the East Coast uh, off of, uh, I think it was uh, Maryland, maybe Virginia. Uh, that particular submarine is well known to us. It holds 16 nuclear weapons with MERV capability. People that don't know what MERV capability is. So you could have a, okay, let's say you had a 10 megaton missile. Uh, well, but that, that missile's warhead could actually uh, break into pieces uh, to make individual little warheads. So a 10 megaton, I'm just hypothetically saying this, 10 megaton would actually give you 10 individual missiles. So they, it carries 16 missiles, but it, it, it has the ability to spread those missiles out a lot farther than what we, uh, what we can even imagine. And, and they're not 10 megaton, by the way. They're a lot bigger than that. The point is that it, it, it came to the surface, it opened up all of its missile doors, and it pinged loudly for everybody to hear to say, hey, we're right here. Then it closed its doors, it submerged again, and they went hunting for it. They didn't find it, but they went hunting for it. What do you think that was? That was a warning. Look, we will use nuclear weapons against you if you keep, keep this up. Now, at the same time, there's a little thing that happened uh, last week, week and a half ago. I saw this article in the paper, and uh, you guys know me. I like physics. I like that kind of thing. Uh, so uh, when, when the, the volcano off of Tonga erupted, this article said that there were graviton waves coming off of the uh, volcano's eruption uh, in a, a circular manner going all over the earth. And scientists were baffled because they'd never seen anything like that. It was like graviton waves. Volcanoes don't give out graviton waves. So I de- started doing a little digging, right? Now, one of the things that I cover in, in that movie is I talk about the Russian's Poseidon torpedo. Yes. Poseidon torpedo is a 100-megaton torpedo that they have that can blow away coastlines. It can do all kinds of stuff. What I found out through some intelligence, uh, background intelligence, is that the Russians launched not one Poseidon at that volcano, that underwater volcano. They launched three Poseidons at that volcano. That's what made it go boom. Because I couldn't figure out, okay, look, this volcano's underwater. I've never seen an underwater volcano act like this. And then the article on the graviton waves. Now, a nuclear bomb will put off graviton waves. Yep. So I was, I was like, huh. So those are two warnings that the Russians have given the Americans to say, you don't know what you're playing with. You, uh, you don't know. So here, here's the other bit of uh, some personal information anyway. Uh, and I, Larry, I know you know this. I don't let you know, Stuart. Uh, my, my wife and I adopted my daughter from Russia uh, in 1999. She was a little baby. So we went to Russia. Uh-huh. And that was when Putin was just coming into power. He wasn't actually even uh, the, uh, the president yet. He, they, he was waiting to be. So it was the other guy. And the nation at that time, when we were in Russia, it was, it was really, really sad. I mean, it was sad. Uh, people starving. It was a terrible time. This was like seven years after the wall fell, I think. They were suffering terribly. 
And so when Putin comes in, there is this wave of hopefulness in, in the Russians. Now, the Russians have, have had – their history is, is very, very sad. I mean, they've had all kinds of issues throughout the, the, you know, the centuries. And so this was another time just like that. And so what you saw with the coming in of Putin into the office was this great hero that was, uh, you know, coming, coming into, into, into power, and there were lots of hopes for him. Now, we know that, that Putin was the former head of the KGB, right? He's a spy. But one of the things that you instantly understood about him was that he was a serious guy. He did not mess around. And so you've seen him turn that country around, and, and um, they, they have, guys, they have surpassed us militarily, I think, at least from a nuclear standpoint. Yeah. Uh, those missiles that they have, we can't copy. We, we don't have anything like that. Uh, so, what, when he's talking about, I saw, I saw, uh, I saw him on an interview uh, last night in a video. I, Larry, actually, you might have sent me that video. Now I think about it, it was a video where he yeah. was uh, on a, an interview, doing an interview uh, with uh, the this uh, Russian uh, newscaster, and and uh, he he said he, he basically said we will use nukes. And it will be a catastrophe, and, but we will die heroes, uh, and we will go to heaven, uh, and, 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 and they, uh, they won't have time to repent. <laughs> That's what he said. They won't have time hey, to repent. Hey, Daniel. Guys. Yeah, yeah and one of the reasons I sent you is that incredible word, and I, I'd appreciate Stuart uh, also saying that, uh, because Putin in this, address, this uh, interview, and he was speaking in Russian, uh, he said, and I quote, it, I quote right here what he said, the aggressors against Russia won't even have time to repent. Now, Stuart, that sounds like another, that sounds like a warning maybe other than normal, repent. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they're dealing with somebody that is uh, superior in uh, intelligence. He's a chess player. He's outsmarted the West I don't know how many times. And he is the one who maybe two, three years ago at a, uh, gave a press conference in which he uh, really chewed out the press for their lackadaisical attitude about World War III. And he said, World War III is coming. And there's no way I can stop it. And he was chewing them out for being so light about it. Well, it just so happens Obama made the same comment at about the same time, that World War III could not be stopped. So I think this is what we're looking at. The script has been so, laid but, down. Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. So, but why? So, so this is the question, why? And this is what, this is what people need to understand, what I, don't, what I don't think that most people gather. Okay, so first of all, let me, let me set the record straight. Okay, I love America. I am a veteran, right? I have fought for this country. Uh, I I have served, not fought. I have served this country. So, uh, 
I, I, you know, my my daughter might be Russian, but it's not like I'm rooting for them. And you know, there's a story about Putin um, when he met the he met the uh, the owner of the Patriots, the NFL Patriots, and uh, uh, the guy he had a couple of big old bodyguards with him, right? And so the guy was wearing one of his silver rings, right? And so he says, "Can I try that on?" Putin says to the guy, "Can I try that on?" He says, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. He tries it on. He looks, he said, man, you could kill somebody with this. This <laughs> is a big old rig, right? He didn't give it back. He wouldn't give it back. He, he asked for, the guy asked for it back, whatever his name was. And, and, and Putin said, no, no, it's mine now. Right? That's Putin, right? So he's yep. a gangster, right? He is a... He's, he's, a, he's not a good guy. You know, not, so don't get me wrong on it. It's, it's not like I'm rooting for the guy. But he's not wrong in this instance. What, when he wants security, security guarantees to make sure that, uh, you know, we don't get the upper hand on nuclear weapons against him. Uh, so why is he talking about nuclear war? Well, because that's, that's what we are trying to force on him in one way or the other. Right? So – but but the point is, why is all this being scripted out now? That's the question I just asked. Why now? Why are they Why are they doing this? Why? Why? See, I feel like you know, back in the uh, back in the '90s, there was a watch uh, the uh, LA riots, right? And Rodney King was was uh, the uh, the center of all this thing. He got beaten, so they yes, he rioted. And so finally, after like three or four days of riots, he comes he comes on 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 the uh, on the news, and he says, "Can we, can we all just get along?" <laughs> I was like, well, "Where were you like three days ago before things started burning?" So, so anyway, that's what I feel like right now. It's like, can't we all just get along? But no, we can't because this is a plan. And Larry, you have heard me say this for over a decade now. It's in my books. This is a plan. Why are they doing this? Because they have to do this. Let's, yep, let's look at why they have to do it now. Right. So, Stuart, yes. what is the uh, cognitive effectiveness of Biden and how long will it last? <laughs> I don't think he has any cognitive ability. I think, personally, <laughs> I think Obama and, and people well, above think... Obama are working this. And this is something well, also but... where God is the ultimate factor. Because in the book of Isaiah, he says, I have a proposal for the nations of the world, and my arm is stretched out upon the whole world. And I have proposed, and I am going to do it. And nobody is going to stop me. So above it all, the Lord himself is about to bring about the Armageddon of, uh, how do we say, mankind's probation upon planet Earth. We're coming to the end of it. We're in a Schmitter year, and I I believe we're entering Daniel's 70th week with 3.5 years or 7, as people argue all the time about it, uh, next year, September, and and around September 25th to the 27th, depending on when the Feast of Trumpets arrives, and they go into their 70th seven, and that's it. It's all working out almost exactly the way it should. The timing of all these events is, is amazing. Larry and I have talked about that. I mean, why is it all happening now? 
Well, because the convergence is here. Remember when Jesus said, when you see all these things converge, then look out. And that's where we're at. We're watching the convergence take place right before our face. That's my take anyway. Well, I, well, I, I absolutely agree with you. Biblically, biblically, it is the biblical timeline is up. Uh, but in, uh, just humanistically, the the reasons, the motivations, these evil men are mm-hmm. because a, uh, I don't think they can hide Biden's uh, lack of cognitive ability too long, and they certainly don't want uh, Kamala Harris in there as president, so they're not even going to wait for Biden to retire. Because they're talking about, yes. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they're talking about Kamala Harris being appointed to the Supreme Court to get her out of there. People have been saying, well, then Hillary Clinton will come in as the vice president and Joe Biden will go away and Hillary Clinton will be the president. I'm like, well, I couldn't even have written that if I tried. <laughs> but so that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is that the global economies are about to crash. Now, one could make the argument that they're crashing on their own or we're, you know, they're actually bringing it down. And I think it's a little of both, but they always need a war to fix that. Uh, the, the problem is yes. yep. because they're so, they're idiots. They're going to, they're going to bring the war to end all wars. Uh, so I think, I think that the, the humanistic answer, I think you're right, Stuart. Uh, and, and thank you for bringing those things out. But, I think the humanistic answer is they they just don't have any more time. They have to force their hand. And Larry, you said uh, that that you know it, it looked like they were rushing things. This is why, because there's no more time for them. They have yeah. to do this now, otherwise they lose control. They they won't they won't they won't be in the office or something else will happen. So they they have to do this, and then. At the same time, on the backdrop of that, you have God looking at his watch and saying, okay, time is up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're kind of cooked. Let's put it that way. There's no way out, and the way the Lord maneuvers things, there really is no way out. And uh, so they just do what they have to do. They want their new world order. They've spent billions bringing it in over many, many years. It's all part of a grand strategy that was laid out in the protocols that people don't even believe exist, laid out in Iron Mountain, laid out in uh, silent weapons for quiet wars, all these things that didn't exist that were, uh, you know, fakes, all coming true. And uh, they are hell-bent to get their new world order in place in a new social credit system, Chinese-style, And um, the timing of all this with what's going on in Russia and everywhere else, it's kind of like the perfect storm. I mean, we could get hit with numerous false flags, economic collapse. At the same time, we get invaded. Uh, You know, we got all kinds of things that can happen to us. And America is a sitting duck because there is no repentance in this land at all. None. I mean, it's just not there. And here's a headline that ties into this. I'd like your guys' comment on it. Uh, mass release of single adults, illegals, released into the United States 
government contractor spills the beans as to why Biden is hiding illegal immigrant flights in the dead of the night. If this gets out, the government is betraying the American people. Well, they've been doing that for quite a while. But this ties right in to Jeremiah's warning, where God says, I'm going to fill you with a fifth column operation, and there will rise up against you. Now, place that against the timing of what's going on in Ukraine, February, March, April, May. Uh, it just sounds awful suspicious. What do you think? Well, you know, uh, I, I think that uh, within those uh, ranks of illegals, I think there are probably uh, uh, Middle Eastern terrorists amongst them. Uh, I think there are probably disease uh, people amongst them that have been made disease, uh, not that they're diseased, but, uh, and I think that's part of the plan. Part of the plan is to bring us down from the inside, uh, and I, I think that's exactly why he's doing it. Yeah, you know, one could make the one could make the uh, the argument that um, the U.S. needs workers. Right? And so this is the argument that Democrats are making. The U.S. needs workers. The U.S. needs workers. Uh, but, Stuart, the other thing that's going on right now is that the supply chain has grown into a halt. And yes. um, there will be no work to be had. So this whole idea that we need workers and we should let the legals in. And I'm Hispanic, guys, so it's not like I'm not talking, you know, about something I don't know. Um, I, I was born here, obviously. But... Uh, this is something that, that I think is, um, again, part of their plan to, to, to bring about um, the destruction of the United States. Uh, yes. Remember what Obama said, right? And I think you're right. You mentioned Obama and these people running things from the background. I, I, I absolutely believe that. Uh, you guys have read my books. One of the characters in that book looks an awful lot like Obama. And I said... In that book, that he got a third term, <laughs> and that he was really running the show up until the, the, the nation was destroyed. Um, yes. And that's something the Lord showed me. That's not something I came up all by myself with. So uh, I think you're absolutely right. One of the things he said when uh, just before he got into the office, he was already elected, and they were all happy about being elected. He said that, that uh, his goal was to fundament, fundamentally change this country yes. and he certainly has done that uh, so I, I think you're right I mean this 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 is part this these uh, illegals being flown in, in the dark at night this too is part of the plan Stuart yeah it's just too bad to watch what do you think Larry <laughs> well it, it's very interesting and let me bring up this because this is an angle of discussion we hadn't talked about particularly I I know everybody thinks uh, Maybe we'll be gone tomorrow, but as I've said over and over and over, and I've said this, I've said God's Word strictly says that uh, anything involving a removal of the church is going to be a mystery until it happens. And whether people believe me when I say that or they don't, I don't know, but I still stick with that. Matter of fact, I watched a movie by uh, Kevin Sarbo. He narrated it. It's called... Before the Wrath is the name of it. It's a DVD, and it it really is is a story written 
about the bride and the son coming for the bride to take her to the wedding, but how that nobody recognized and understood any of this because it and, and this story was written from the language of the Bible as at the time the Bible was written in, in you know uh, in that language in the New Testament language, and oddly enough. Uh, until the father tells the son to go get the bride, nobody knew. Nobody knew. And suddenly, and when that happens, it happens so fast, nobody's prepared. But okay, let me say this. I was reading a, uh, I've been reading a last few days, uh, really interesting. And matter of fact, I wanted to mention, uh, you know, I had, I had a uh, track, a Bible track I created years ago called, uh, uh, you know, it talks about the uh, vision of the door. I, I know you guys maybe remember that. It's a vision of the door, a last time during a massive storm, and then gathering before the, the, the door to the garner shuts. And with that being said, I was at a book. <laughs> you know, in Oklahoma, we're kind of weird. I was a Bigfoot book signing festival uh, in Oklahoma here. Matter of fact, down the road from me. Uh, actually, with a new author, and Daniel, I sent you a copy of that book from John Vandeventer about Bigfoot. You did, and he you was did. having a yep. book signing. And here we are in a in a in a bookstore. It's called the Bigfoot Museum, and he was signing uh, his first copy, which you've got, and then he was signing the second one, and he's got another one, kind of like you did, a trilogy that's coming out. And as he was signing these books, I was walking around and talking about the Lord to people in different parts of the building and taking pictures and et cetera, et cetera. And real ministry was going on. As a matter of fact, in this Bigfoot meeting, if you will, at the Bigfoot Museum last Saturday, as John was signing books, I met another author from Oklahoma that talks about Bigfoot and and UFOs and portals, et cetera, et cetera, from Oklahoma City, really good person. And uh, I actually had people come up from Midwest City, which is close to Oklahoma City. Stuart, there were actually people that follow your night shadows and, and listen to it all the time and have been really praying for you while you're sick. And they were at this, what I call, I still refer to it as a Bigfoot Museum, but there was more going on inside this Bigfoot Museum and more good fellowship happening well, you wouldn't even think it's happening. So with that being said, let me let me qualify this. I've been reading a book recently, a couple of books, by D.I. Hennessy. From, I got it from Amazon. And the first one's called Within and Without Time. And the reason I say that is, and I know, Daniel, in your, your book, you know, I, I'd shared, and I've shared with Stuart on his shows about uh, being able to travel in the spirit you know, or, or travel outside of our dimension, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, you, you dovetailed in your books, Daniel, how, you know, about portals, wormholes, uh, multidimensional, et cetera, et cetera. And then recently I got a, uh, one of his, his second book called The Traveler, oddly enough. Uh, he put in there a very interesting note that he made, and, uh, the note, he, it, he said, is chapter 10 says the evil to come. And then he quoted Isaiah 57, 1. It says, the righteous perisheth. Consider that the righteous are taken away from the evil to come. Now, that's odd. We've been losing, we've been losing Christian leaders 
for months. I, I can't even count how many are gone now. And, and of course, Daniel, you were sick, and Steve Quayle was sick, and Stuart was sick, and I was sick. Augusto's been sick. I mean, we made it, but there's others that didn't make it, many, many, many people. And with that being said, now here's where I want to go and, and you know, kind of get you guys' opinion on this, because I wrote that book, The Vision of the Door. That was a in a very hard time, a massive storm came on humanity, and God suddenly moved, and through a small crack left in the door in that time frame, there was a great influx of grain, and the door shut with a massive boom, and it was over. And all I could hear was yelling and screaming on the other side of the door, but the door was shut. Now, with that being said, I want to say this. I, you know, I know the whole world is just waiting every minute, uh, not the whole world, but the church world, is waiting every minute for this massive revival to sweep all the churches in the land and sweep around the world in the churches and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not seeing that. I think if there is a, it's a, a similitude of my vision of the door, the vision I was given, and I've handed you, I think I've sent all you guys copies of that oh, yeah. vision of the yep. door pamphlet. But anyway, this is my question. Those of the remnant and those of us who follow the Spirit and know the Spirit, I'm beginning to wonder if we are even completely ready yet for that which may happen suddenly. And in the dream, it happened suddenly. The grain was brought in just overnight. Okay, for that to happen, I would, I would express the thought that we have to be so close to the Spirit of God that we move and we can even walk in time or outside of time. Now, outside of time, you know, when I, Daniel, I shared with you about the book, I talked about when I was in the, I'd taken by the Lord and I was taken to different places, different locations, even like Mars. Uh, and I was showing things like Stuart's investigation at the Tithonia and I was, and I was showing these different, I was even in different dimensions, but, but I want to qualify that when I was in those conditions and in those places, the regular 3D, you know, in other words, the dimension of the 3D dimension, uh, you know, length and width and time didn't seem to exist to me at all. They were actually not even, they were not even a question. They were not even important. They were not even applicable to what I was doing. So I was without time, basically, in those travels, and then I was zoomed back into time. And I wrote this little note. And, you know, this is an interesting note. I was today. I was I was thinking about it because on the front of the uh, within and without time, there's a uh, Daniel. I think you use that too as a as a uh, you know the timepiece you turn up the upside down that's got sand in it. And anyway, I was looking at that, and I wrote this note. This is kind of I feel by the spirit. Outside of time. I find in this world I'm part of the sand in the hourglass. If there is a crack, even a slight crack, an anomaly, and my sand nature slips into outside of time, do I exist there as who or what? And so with that being said, I don't want to get this too full and built up, but, you know, my concern is that, those of us that may be used, we might not be quite efficient enough in the spirit 
without a little more fine-tuning to function properly. What do you think? Well, that was, um, that's a lot. <laughs> Let me go back to how you started this, though. And, and it, it's a it's a pet peeve of mine. I'm making some people mad now. I, I can't help it. It's the truth, okay? You always hear people, okay, first of all, I, because I've talked about this at length, uh, the rapture, right? Let's let's talk about the rapture for a minute. First of all, the rapture is not anywhere in the Bible. Nowhere. You can't find that word, rapture. Okay? You can find the word harpazo in Second Thessalonians, but that's the, there's only one other place in, in the Bible where that word is actually used, that, the harpazo. And it is, it's when the Ethiopian eunuch was getting baptized, and then comes up out of the water, and all of a sudden uh, he's someplace else. He, he went laterally to a different place and found yes. himself on planet Earth, not in the sky. So it's, it's a linear movement. It's a, it's a, 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 it's, it, it is, it's not up and down. It was, at least in the Bible, it's, it's, it's linear. Now, the other thing that you always hear people say is that, well, the Bible says that God's people – are are not um, uh, what, what is it? Are not uh, judged by his wrath or something? I forget the verse they always quote. Accounted the wrath. <laughs> Accounted the wrath. Right. So, Mike. Uh, so, I, you're absolutely right. It absolutely says that in the Bible. But where is the first time that you see God's wrath happen? Is my question to them always. So I'm not disagreeing with them. I don't think we're appointed to wrath, right? But where do we see wrath happen for the first, first time in the Bible? It's out of Revelation, right? The seventh seal. If you look there, it says that that is when God's wrath happens. And that is, by the way, after the marriage supper of the Lamb, right? So we're gone, and then God pours out his wrath in the seventh seal. Here's my point, right? Why does this bother me so much? I, I don't really like, you know, talking about uh, arguing, I should say. I like talking about it, but I don't like arguing about eschatology. You know, well, the rapture this, the rapture that. I've had this conversation. It's just, to me, it's a, almost a waste of time, except for this, Stuart, except people that keep preaching the rapture. We're, we're out of here tomorrow, right? We're leaving tomorrow, right? And pack your bags because we're leaving, right? The word tells us that we have to be salt and light to a dying earth, right? That we are supposed to shine our light before men, and that we are supposed to walk, right? People are so, the church in general is so enamored with getting out of here, with, with escaping, that they will not be the church. This is why you see uh, the, the great falling away that's happening right now. This is why you see the church becoming so ineffective, especially in the States. Now, the Bible does talk about, Stuart, out of Joel. It says that I will pour out my spirit in those last days, that old men will dream dreams. And I've been having a few of those. So that just make me old. <laughs> <laughs> and young men will see visions. So, there is that, but the, that is in the midst of all the other stuff that's going on. That's not in spite of that. And so people that want to talk about rainbows and unicorns and 
<laughs> and fairies, right? It's not all honky-dory. We are, here's my point, guys, that we are going to have to walk through stuff and are beginning to walk through stuff. Larry, you were talking about all the people have been sick. This is only the first wave. This is, this is the beginning of pestilence, right? We, oh, yeah. We, we haven't see seen anything yet. Famine. We will see famine. We will see war. We will see if, we, if we're still alive, if they don't drop a bomb on our heads. We're, we're going to see all of this stuff. And people need to stop packing their spiritual bags. They need to get to work. They need to walk, as you said, Larry, by the Spirit. They need, they need to be the church. They need to be salt and light. And it, it frosts me when people are like, oh, I'm out of here. It doesn't matter. It does matter because we're going to have to walk through this stuff. Sure, am I overreacting here? Well, you know, they've been arguing about this for years and years and years. And uh, uh, as we see all these signs really now developing that are warning humanity, basically trouble's coming. Well, trouble's already here. It began with the jab. Uh, actually, it began before that. Uh, this whole thing with uh, Charlie Victor, Alpha 9, uh, just so I don't get thrown off YouTube, uh, was planned years and years and years ago, 40, 50 years ago. They'd already uh, laid down the groundwork for all of it. There was a video made back in 1937 that outlined this whole scenario that we're going through right now. And uh, as the book of Revelation says in Revelation 18, it identifies the pharmaceuticals. It identifies the propaganda arm and the witchcraft, which, you know, can be uh, mind control through propaganda. And uh, I think what's happening now is that the Lord is sifting through humanity and a great separation is beginning to occur and it's just going to continue and the fakes out there are going to be exposed for who and what they really are and uh, the remnant will be refined as to when we go i have no idea i wish it was tomorrow but i got a feeling it isn't (laughs) and uh, you know i mean everybody would love to get out of here i mean what is there left other than to try and make you know, pound some sense into people uh, about the Lord and his ability to save, we don't really have much to live for here. The world is truly going out of control. Our leaders are totally insane. Uh, as I've always thought for years, the, the uh, great tribulation is the Lord's method of showing humanity who they are, and they will not admit it. They will not admit they're fallen. They will not admit they need a redeemer. They will not admit they have to repent. They just can't. And so it can only go one way. And some gigantic event, be it World War III, the Great Reset, whatever, or new release, and I'm beginning to suspect there might be a new uh, maybe it's called Obamacron instead of Omicron because this thing is, is going to be uh, nasty. And they're relaxing all this stuff all over the world now. Oh, yeah, you can go back. You know, we're going to not do the mass anymore. We're going to drop social distancing. It's happening in Europe. Why would they do that? 
for to get everybody relaxed and then hit them again. And then they can come back and say, well, you know, we just really shouldn't have released all that, and we made a mistake, so now we've really got to lock down everybody. Uh, I mean, they can come in with all of this at the same time, the reset, uh, the food chain loss, all of it can hit us broadside almost at the same time. They have to bring in their massive chaos to get their new world order. Yeah, go ahead. I've actually said that. I've said that for years. That that you know, you, you look at the Hellenzies. No disrespect to Hellenzies. I mean, he's done a lot of good. I'm just saying. I, these days, I don't agree with him. And I read the late Great Planet Earth just before I got saved. But uh, you know, these guys, they all map it out. Like, okay, this happens, and then this happens, and this like a timeline. <laughs> I, I think they're all stacked up. Uh, you know, like uh, like dimensions, Larry. <laughs> that these that the things that are happening will happen all at the same time, Stuart. Just like you said, that that we're going to see all of it at the same time. Hey, you know, you were talking about release, releasing uh, this this next Obamacron. Uh, uh, Obamacron. <laughs> yeah, but did you hear uh, about that um, that truck? That I forget where it was, but the truck was carrying lab monkeys, uh, crashed, lab monkeys got away. Now the first, I just read yesterday, the first lady on the scene to to help, Good Samaritan, is now sick. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, maybe maybe that is what's next. You know, maybe, and it's not, it's not pretty. You know, she's she's not feeling well, but... uh, Whatever those monkeys were carrying, you remember the what do they call it, Larry? Uh, I love that movie with Brad Pitt. Uh, twelve monkeys, the twelve monkeys. Yes, twelve monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. I think that might be a little prophetic, actually. <laughs> that movie, if that's the case, if this is what what's been released, is this next train or whatever this is, uh, sir, we may not have to wait long for the next release. Uh, they've got to move. They're running out of time. Uh, and I think they know they're running out of time. The people are actually, even though it's taken a couple of years, they're beginning to wake up. There's something wrong with this narrative, they're beginning to say. So uh, hopefully we will see a massive awakening, but that's only going to hurry up a false flag. They can't back off now. And biblical prophecy would indicate they don't back off at all, that we are going to go under the fourth beast, which is the United Nations, as far as I can see. The World Health Organization, this whole thing was arranged, I believe, by the United Nations. It's a very evil institution bent on uh, world peace and world security. When they say peace and security, and that's the whole modus operandi of the United Nations, at peace and security. So, uh, without the Lord, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. what do you think, Larry? Yeah, and that was why I brought up uh, Daniel's books. And I know that, especially that last book, he really got into, I, I, I call it faction, not fiction, and that's what he said. 
Uh, Daniel, do you, do you want to talk about that last book? Because we got into wormholes, yeah. uh, time travel. I mean, all kind of stuff were involved, and even dimensional travel. And it, it's, uh, I think that it, for us to have... Are, are us to have an ability because of what's surrounding us, the evil that's surrounding us, the, the, and the evil that's been loosed demonically on humanity, we're going to have to walk in the spirit and walk supernaturally to to accomplish any kind of ingathering at all of the grain, of any grain out there. Well, you, Larry, you, you, listen, buddy, I'm an old guy. You, you, you're challenging me, right? I wrote that book. Uh, boy, it's been eight, nine years. <laughs> trying to remember what that book is. Uh, I've read a lot of books since then. I've read a lot of stuff since then. But I do remember, Stuart, that there was one character in that book. Uh, and he was a phenomenal guy. You want to know what his name was? Can't remember. Larry Taylor. Oh. <laughs> Larry Taylor's in that book. I, I made him a character in that book. And one of the things that uh, that that I remember from from that book was toward the uh, toward the end of it, where uh, there is a, a group of people, a party, going through uh, a, a, not a wormhole, but a, a the, the book is called Between the Veils. So they were actually walking uh, between. Uh, our dimension and uh, the uh, spiritual dimension. So they were as exactly what Larry was talking about. They were out of time and and uh, weren't bound by the physical laws and that kind of thing. But uh, there's there's a scene in in that in that book as they're walking through this uh, this passageway. Somebody looks out what appears to be a window or a, an opening out out. The, and there's a guy named Larry Taylor standing there, and he's watching this great battle occur between the fallen angels and God's angels. And, and uh, you know, I put that in there because people, when we think about, um, when, we, when we think about uh, science, we don't normally think about science. Uh, the Bible. We don't really think about the supernatural. We think science is totally separate. Uh, when we think about phys- physics, we think, you know, physics is totally separate from spiritual things. No, it's the same thing, they, just different terminology. So yes. the, the point is that, that Larry, because of his experiences in the past, he had seen some of this already, and it just uh, it really brought awareness to the readers about the spiritual warfare that is occurring all around us and unless you are able to to look and see then you don't you don't you don't see it it's it's just it's uh it's out of out of your purview altogether uh, is, is do you remember that scene there oh i do absolutely and, and and daniel one of the things that's really interesting and you might want to comment on that if you feel like you would you remember I had the experience with the ancient evil? I'm beginning to find all kind of these M-Time books lately. Uh, I met this new author, uh, you know, the Veritox Code, Codex. He's got ancient evil in it, uh, transcribed basically from the ancient Cherokee language. 
and uh, also it talks about in the uh, the book within and without time ancient evils in it and and you remember one of the things that you should you actually brought out in your book was that uh, where I saw that ancient evil chained inside this uh, what appeared to be some kind of plexiglass or sophisticated uh, containment he was loose and now look what's happening on the planet well and you know yeah. the, script, the scriptural uh, precedence for this you know the bible says in um, how many out here Stuart? I think it's in Thessalonians I'm not sure uh, that there'll be, there'll be a time when he removes the restrainer, when God removes the restrainer, and we don't really know what the restrainer is, but I guys, I don't I don't wonder if we are seeing his removing his gradual removing now because of the way things are going, because of how quickly things have accelerated and how crazy uh, people have become. Yeah, I mean it's. It's accelerating so rapidly, and you can blame it on, uh, you know, Charlie Victor. You can blame it on the jab. You can blame it on, uh, you know, the evils that have been released in CERN. you got CERN going now. And, uh, well, the Bible just indicates that evil people wax worse and worse. I mean, there's no stopping it. Uh, it just accelerates and people basically are going to start going insane i think if they aren't already starting to go insane we're getting more and more road rage we're getting more and more carjackings there's more and more home break-ins is i mean crime is just skyrocketing and it can only get worse and worse and uh you know, people are deep into the occult. They, there's no repentance in the church. It's a dirty word. And don't be talking to us about that. And on and on and on it goes. Well, if you won't have the Lord over you, you're going to have Satan over you. And this is where America goes. It goes under Satan. They've made, I think they've already made their choice. And uh, when you got somebody like Biden who can barely even talk, and yet the American people sit back, and they don't make any moves to get rid of him. And look at how he's maneuvering us right into a world war. So I guess the American people must, by and large, I'm not talking about everyone, of course. There's a lot of people out there who know what's going on. But by and large, uh, evidently they want to crawl through nuclear ruins rather than rise up and impeach this guy. Or demand Congress impeach him. I don't see. Uh, Ron Johnson did a deal with the doctors, five hours on this Charlie Victor and the jab, and what it's done to people. One guy, out of all the people that we have elected and put in there, just one. There's something really wrong. And uh, I've said over and over and over again, America's being judged right now, and it's going to be judged until it demise. Uh, mighty Babylon, we're being filled with fifth column operation, just like the Bible said. We're going into a massive drought, like you were talking about, and I watched that excellent, excellent production. And uh, that's in Jeremiah. Her lakes will dry up. Her rivers will dry up. <laughs> 
Their streams will dry up. We become a desert. Now, I don't know if that's due to a pole shift, partial shift, or what happens. But something is really going on. Well, go ahead. You know, it says in in Genesis uh, 6 that the fallen angels corrupted all flesh. They not only corrupted all flesh, but they corrupted the whole earth. If you look at the uh, original Hebrew, it, it indicates that they corrupted all DNA. And the reason why Noah and his family were uh, saved was because they weren't corrupted. Their DNA was pure because Messiah yep. had to come through them. So uh, my, my point is that I, you know, when, when Yeshua says that it will be as in the days of Noah, I don't think we pay enough attention to this, Stuart, because I think that's exactly what is going on right now. So let's look at the individual uh, things that have been corrupted. Obviously, the uh, uh, Charlie Victor <laughs> is, is, is causing part of that, right, that uh, yep. it is corrupting the DNA of people. Uh, but you look at the uh, pesticides and pollution, it's corrupting uh, plant life and our, our food stores and, and everything else. But at, at the same time, when uh, I lost my train of thought, oh, I got it. Okay. Uh, that, that, that movie on the drought. So when, when I was brought onto the project, uh, and again, I, it's not about selling taste, but I have to set this up. When I was brought on a project, um, the, the script for the trailer was uh, almost um, complete, and and Steve wasn't happy with it. Excuse me, because his partner at the time was kind of a Pollyanna, not a believer, not a bad uh-huh. lady, but uh, didn't see things the way he saw things, and so they parted ways. And and so he he calls me and says, Daniel, can you do this for me? I said, Of course. So I start writing this, and I finish out the trailer. And the trailer is pretty much about the drought, because that's what I was tasked with. So then he says, okay, now do the movie. <laughs> I've never written a movie. Okay, I'll do the movie. <laughs> so, so as I start doing this, because you guys know that I don't, I don't write without doing research. I'm just not going to write to write. I need to know what I'm writing about. So I start digging into the drought and the reasons for the drought. Now, see, this is where it gets very interesting, Stuart, because you mentioned the U.N. The reasons for the drought, right? Uh Well, long story short, uh, in that movie, as you all know, Dane Wigington from uh, geoengineeringwatch.org is in there. And the reason he is in there is because, obviously, he's really, really smart when it comes to, uh, you know, climate manipulation. And I'm going to say it that way. It's not climate change. It's climate manipulation. It is geoengineering. It is the corruption of our weather systems, of our atmosphere by the powers that be, the people that are in charge, the globalists themselves. They, being influenced by fallen angels, are doing just what the fallen angels did in Genesis 6. We are seeing it all over again. And Dane Wigginton makes this statement. I don't know if it made the movie or not, but he made this statement in the full uh, interview that we did with him. He said, 
when all weather and and we go in that movie as you all know to and we show you exactly how all weather all over the world is being manipulated right is being changed how yes. how they are driving uh, these atmospheric rivers away from where they would normally go and they would they are pummeling places by driving that weather and we show you how that's done in the movie that's just the first part of the movie by the way audience so uh, but he makes a statement he says when all weather in the world is manipulated and again we we show in that movie how all the countries in the world are participating in this regardless yes, if, if they're adversary or not right so everybody <laughs> All these countries are in on this, the manipulation of the weather. So he says this. He says, when all weather around the world is manipulated, no longer do you have um, a, a weather report from a weatherman. It is simply a script that they are reading because they know what the weather is going to be. And I, I bring this up because, Stuart, you said that Jeremiah talks about how we will be a desert, Right how they yep. will wipe us out. That is how they will wipe us out, audience. They they will – it could be a pole shift, but I, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I think that weather warfare will contribute to what you're talking about, Stuart, because I yes. think – or it could very well be nuclear war. I don't know. Uh, but the, the point is that they are, in fact, corrupting the whole earth again. As as a race, as a species, we haven't learned anything. I mean, this is repeat and repeat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Same thing over well, and over again. Yeah, it, it's it's really, and you know, most people don't realize you can't even use a duster sprayer for crop dusting without getting state permits. I mean, you just can't do it. You have to get licensed to be a uh, duster. Uh, I worked for a duster a long, long time ago back in my aviation career. And uh, you have to have license from the state. Okay, let's carry this forward. How is it that these uh, chemtrails, which are now really worse and worse, and some of them are very dark, so they're using different materials, uh, are all over the world? The only way you can do that is some higher up who actually is running the planet has approved of it and told the nations, this is what we're going to do. So when you look up to see the chemtrails, folks, you're looking at somebody who gave the order globally to allow all that to happen, and they keep it a secret. So I, I believe a lot of that is nano uh, dust, smart dust, and we're going to pay a horrific price. We had... A uh, snowstorm here maybe a week, week and a half ago, and uh, came down with it was all kinds of black nanoparticles was all over the snow. So they're very busy doing something, and some say, well, they're just blocking out, you know, pick the, the destroyer and its entourage. So whatever the reason, and, uh, you know, as to why they're doing this, I guess it doesn't really matter. The fact is they are doing it. And Larry's had that happen down there, huge. Uh, and they're getting lower in, in uh, height. They're lowering the altitude they're doing this at. Are you having that done, Dan, over where you are? Did we lose Daniel? 
Huh. Sorry, guys, that was on me. Uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, it's ridiculous. They they uh, they do the very same thing here. I mean, Kim Trails line the sky. They'll put big X's in the sky, and uh, so you, I sit back and I go, well, okay, what's the weather like tomorrow? <laughs> what are they making? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well I remember, rise, yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I was just going to mention to Daniel uh, also how that uh, I was intrigued by the uh, the fallen ones being involved in Daniel's books, involved with not only HARP, but also CERN and all of those activities and how that they were all coordinated through uh, computer systems and, you know, and where, where there's not HARP and there's not CERN alone. It's all one conglomeration now of control. What do you think, Daniel? Hey, I, yep. You know, it, it, it's it's funny because I there are some things that I've um, talked about and wrote about that I don't like to revisit because it's too scary. <laughs> and CERN is one of those issues because – I, I knew what was going on with CERN when I wrote those books. And as I said, those books are, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, maybe longer. Uh, guys, if if what was going on with CERN then was going on, what the heck are they doing now? I mean, honestly, think about this. I You know, Operation Falling Star and, and the idea of trying to uh, uh, unleash hell, open up a uh, a portal to the abyss, which is what they were trying to do then. And then I, I, I really do believe I must, you know, I might be a crazy guy, but I think that their experiments have actually broken the uh, space-time continuum, if I can say that. And I think the, uh, it, whether you believe it or not, I think the Mandela effect is part of that. I've seen the, uh, some strange things as far as the whole uh, manipulation of the timeline goes. So, and these are things that I fixated on back then that I talked about back then. And I, you know, because I've been busy, I moved on to other things. I haven't really delved back into those things. But when I sit back and I think about what in the world are they doing now, that's really, really scary. I mean, that, that, that is really, really scary. Now, well, you do mention a, an important point, though, because I have written about this uh, within the last few years. Anyway, I've written about the the bestial network and what that means, uh, and and what, everything is plugging into the bestial network. That is, uh, that will eventually become self-aware and uh, will be driven by. AI. I think this is exactly where we're heading at. Uh-huh. Stuart, you mentioned uh, the Chinese social credit system, and I actually wrote about this in uh, Midnight Stripes uh, back two years ago when it came out, I guess. Uh, but I, I believe that all that data, all that information is, is being dropped into the bestial system. When they, when they can pull off your uh, facial image, for facial recognition and your 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 gait uh, recognition, your fingerprints, anything that has to do with bio, uh, what's the word? Uh, bio, uh, you know, when they they use your physical attributes to identify yeah. anything that has to do with that, 
then then they biometrics. There you go. I, just, <laughs> I forgot my English for a second. When when uh, anything has to do with that, they are dumping into this bestial network, and when it comes alive and, and it becomes self-aware, and I believe it will, it will have all of our numbers and and it will control everything. So, Larry, you asked me if I think that. You know, uh, what do I think about the machines that are running things? I, I think that's where we're headed. And, you know, interesting enough, guys, we, you know, we've been talking a lot about all the stuff that's going on right now, and from World War Three to, you know, collapse of the economy to shortages to uh, CERN to the bestial network. Is it any wonder that the Lord said that if he doesn't, if he didn't, uh, cut those days short that there would be no flesh left alive. And is there any wonder? Well, you know, and then when you see movies like Terminator, uh, AI goes alive. AI starts a nuclear war. Uh, <clears throat> AI is, uh, is is that just the arm of uh, Satan? It looks like it. Uh, in Israel, they have the story about the golem. And how the golem, uh, first of all, is is a servant, and then it rises up to be an equal, and then it rises up to be dominant. And I've always thought that's probably a reference to AI because that's how it starts. It's computers and everything were our servant, but now they're rapidly becoming our equal, if not actually now overtaking and running things, and we just don't know it because it's all behind the scenes. I mean, how would you know? Well, you I mean, have less and less people. Yeah, see. go ahead, Dan. A lot of times you don't even know. I mean, uh, AI is so sophisticated now. There are times that you call into a line, and it sounds human, and mm-hmm. you think you're talking to a person. You know, there's something called the Turing test. Uh, and and uh, they've had AI pass that test. Uh, so, uh, and, and that was back in, uh, I want to say, the early 2000s. Uh, so uh, I, I had this experience. I called someplace. Uh, what was it? It was like the bank or something like that. And I'm talking to this person, and uh, they sound human. Uh, but... I, when I'd ask the question, like, where, where are you at exactly, uh, they, she would give me a different answer, like, not a proper answer. But it, it wasn't, like, repetitive or mechanical or anything like that. And I knew right then and there that I was talking to AI. That's what I mean. It's so sophisticated now that people don't even know. They already have Terminator robots in the field. They they already have – they don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they're they're on the, war, the uh, battlefields of the world right now. And uh-huh. so – I guess what I'm saying is it's way later, guys, and that's how we started the show. It's way later than most people think. All of this is going on right now, uh, and it makes you wonder, how long will the Lord carry? How long, you know, before uh, he comes and, and gets us, or this is all done? How long? I, I don't know, but I don't think it's long. It doesn't take long to accelerate things. Once you start accelerating uh, AI has been around actually for a long, long time. When I was a professional pilot, people don't think of autopilots and all that as AI, but that's exactly what it is. 
and you punch a button and you tell it what you want it to do and it does it and you can sit back and drink coffee at 40,000 feet and uh you know it's it's all automatic now and uh you there are bugs in the system and uh very dangerous bugs which i had an incident with one i don't want to get into it but <clears throat> basically the ai system developed a bad glitch and we were just very very fortunate we were able to catch it before we would have all died and of course we had those uh boeing aircraft where ai basically went berserk and killed all those people so what happens when you have ai running the world and you have some glitches in it <laughs> something <laughs> people don't want to think about <clears throat> Yeah, go ahead. We have a couple well, minutes left, and then we got to shut down. I have heard it said that uh, that uh, computers and machines, and I've actually done a little research on this as well, can in fact become demon possessed. <laughs> so, so I don't wonder. You know, you talk about uh, the uh, what, what's that saying? The uh, the ghosted machine. Yes. Uh, I don't. I don't know that that the enemy doesn't infiltrate uh, the uh, the world's AI before it's all said and done. Honestly. Oh, I think they will. <clears throat> I think the uh, demons can attach themselves to anything, and we got proof of that. So yeah, the, I think people don't realize that we are in the midst of evil. Larry, got any final thoughts? We got a minute left. Well, I, I do, but we don't have enough show to do any final thoughts. But I wanted Daniel to tell people how to either get his books or how to follow his uh, documentaries or or the films that he's been involved with real quick. Yeah, Daniel. Uh, just DanielHoldings.com. You can find my stuff there. And uh, I'm always in the background working with SteveQuayle.com so, or Gen6Giants.com. Uh, I take care of that side as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm all around, not, but normally not out in front. Uh, I, I keep uh, in the background a lot. Well, that's probably a good idea, particularly nowadays <laughs> with all the censorship going on. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys, for coming on. We really appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening. You guys take care out there. This is a heads up for trouble. It's coming our way rapidly. Anyway, good night. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Liz. Thanks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.